and I'm going for a job interview. Mm. And I'm basically starting as a young, quote, under engineer going in with a PhD. And the first thing he does, so bear in mind, for those of you listening, PhD academically is the highest qualification you can actually get without going to professorship, uh, for example. And to get a professorship, you then have to just publish enough papers, be long enough in the field, and then you have that opportunity. So in terms of the working towards the qualification, you've really got that PhD. So you've got to remember, I've done uh, O-levels. I've been at college, at school. They go to university. Um, I've got my A-levels at the time and then I've got my degree. So he opens up my CV and he's, so this is the classic case of feeling judged or how you can take an experience from years ago and it suddenly comes straight. And he goes, I've noticed, um, what are your exam results there? You only got a C in maths. Hello, this is Dr. Rowe and you are listening to The Cicado Show with Dr. Rowe and Harms. Cicado means to seek turning points. And on this show where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today, the mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you will have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial, and relationship level. To give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. We welcome you to The Cicado Show. Before we jump into the show, let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a Cicado supporter now. If you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter and depending on which supporter tier you select at cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 steps to success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay. It takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter, helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at Cicado.com. Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to another episode of the Cicado show. Today, it is a Cicado short. And we want to pick up on the topic of 
a mega recent event, which was the Euros football tournament, and specifically hone in on the events of the final involving the England team, and even more specifically, the three young superstar footballers who missed the penalties, uh, the final three penalties at that penalty shootout at the finals of the Euros against Italy. So those footballers, the reason we wanted to bring that example in is not specifically to talk about the penalties or football in, in detail. That's not the uh, the emphasis here of the Cicado short today. Instead, what we want to do is look at this example, which has taken place on the highest level and extract some learnings, extract some insights from there. And as it's a short, we really want to hone in on a specific topic, which came to mind when I was noticing the fact that there's three young footballers who are at the peak of their profession, at the peak of the sport, they asked to perform at the highest level and they missed a the penalty. So, so the reality is that's an error. That's the mistake. That's a dip in performance, however you want to describe it. But that also can translate into the lives of young people in everyday workplaces, businesses, families, and relationships. So what do I mean by this? What I mean by this is if you've got a young child, you know, whether they're in their teens, whether they're in their 20s, even in their 30s, and they're high performers in their workplace. Maybe you're listening to this and you're a high performer in your business and you're in your 20s and 30s. What happens when you're in your workplace and there's a moment where the pressure's turned on and you don't perform? You make a mistake. You have a catastrophic error. You know, Maybe it's in a workplace, career, business. How do you then recover from that? like these three footballers have to do now in their profession, in their support. All being said, they had incredible support from the public and they also had some negative feedback from the public. And this would have given them a mix of emotions, but they still have to turn things around to maintain that level of performance. So Ro, uh, over to you now with yeah. that question. How do we solve this for young people in their everyday life? And maybe you can expand on that to to give some greater context to the listeners. Great subject. And I think, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cicado Show. And again, as always, gratitude. Thank you for joining us. And what a great subject. Well picked, actually, because, you know, you're in that classification of a young person still. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by many people's standards, um, albeit not as young as these incredible footballers. I think it's a very, I mean, the first thing to reflect on is how, I actually want to go back into the game for a minute. If you'd seen the camera on them, how they reacted, yeah. and their instant reaction was they they just shrunk, didn't they? There was shrunk. there was yeah. tears. There was this like, oh my god, I've let so many people down. So by default, the internal language that shock. goes on shock. Um, yes, you've got thousands of people around the stadium watching, and you've got millions around the world watching. So there's all that pressure. It's immense pressure. The decision when they went up. And who took the penalties was actually taken by somebody older than them mm. who's more experienced. So they were put into an environment as some, sometimes we can be if you've got kids. By the way, this almost, I'm going to make a statement. Although we're talking about young people, it can actually translate to older people who have uh, a younger set of beliefs and values and are maybe not so emotionally developed. Yeah. So that, that's probably a, a subject to pick up on actually while, whilst we're here. But the point is, they didn't at that moment in time, having not you know, got the, the ball behind the net, into the net. They didn't suddenly turn around and go, right, okay, I need to work on myself. Uh, definitely need to focus yeah. <laughs> on all the great things I've done in the past. That that's that goal I scored last month was amazing. 
they didn't do that. They they really went to that dark place of shit. I've let everybody down. And I think that's the first thing we need to talk about is the internal language that Mm. occurs when a setback hits us because you know, let's just let's hypothesize what would have been some of the things that were going through their heads. In your when you watch that, what what would you what could you imagine them saying them to themselves? Oh my god! Well, I watching it felt sick in my tummy. Like I felt sick. I I was like, and what was that sickness? I felt their pain. You know, right. pain is one. They were stunned. They were shocked. They were there was a level of disbelief. Yeah, there must have been some silence. There must have been complete silence from the world around them in that moment. And like you said, they kind of caved into themselves. Yeah. And and my feeling is the biggest, and this, and remember, we're translating this to an an event. Like, for example, it's the exam season results coming up. In fact, we're we're right in in the United Kingdom as we're recording this. We're kind of at the back end of the exam season. Those results will be out in a month and a half time. It will be exactly the same feeling for young people that are looking at the, opening up the envelope or looking and they're going, oh, shit. Well, we'll come to that. Actually, I want to talk about a story that well, happened to me. Well, well that's an, why you raised an important point there is if you're listening to this and saying, oh, well, these sportsmen, that's, that doesn't relate to me. Oh, my God. Well, it actually, does. actually, it does because, you know, scientifically or biologically, as in terms of our human mind and emotions, we all feel the max level of pressure. You know, the scenario is different. The environment's different. But the extremes of happiness that we feel, the extremes of sadness that we feel, the extremes of pressure that we feel mm. will be the same. But it will just be in a different situation, different circumstance. Marcus Rashford, who was a penalty taker, he can't feel more pressure than I can feel maybe if I'm in my workplace or my career but about to pitch. He can't feel more pressure than the child who's about to get their exam no. results. It's how it's magnified it's how it's internally. Magnified. So yes. we, we have our own internal magnification system that can add colour and sound mm. and emotional connection to it, which will make your stomach feel sick as you do. So that translated to you and what, millions of people watching. So every single human being is connected and that pain can be magnified by the meaning that we give to the experience that we're having at that moment. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, the great quote, nothing has meaning apart from the meaning you give it. But I mean, I've just recently been coaching a young speaker. He's 30 years of age. And we had a conversation about two weeks ago and it was quite emotional and there's some blocks going on there. And the more we dug around, former professional footballer had an injury and there was stuff coming out from that even. And that was like, you know, over a decade ago, Mm. 12, 13 years before. So we harbor onto that. If you're in front of a massive audience about to take a goal kick and all the things in the past that went wrong Mm. can potentially become magnified. And so it's a shift in focus. Everything comes back to that internal language and a shift in focus. And I know I'm talking a bit hyper, hyperbolic here, but anyone listening to this will go, actually, that's true. When I get nervous or some pressure gets on me, I tend to default to what? Do we default to a gladiator, a warrior, building off the back of their strengths, their muscular performance and their mental performance? Do we go into that? Or do when we're under pressure, do we default to shit? What if I screw up here? Yes. Like I did last year or like that time my parents told me I was not adequate or like like the time yeah. I didn't get my results and my teacher should have told me I should have got better because that's what we default to typically and for those listening that's happening unconsciously that's the difference exactly um you know At a million miles an hour in our heads yes boom. and on our hearts and our stomachs and as you said in fraction, your guts fraction fraction of a second is happening some of us default to the gladiator to the warrior Correct. unconsciously automatically some do the opposite the sum by the way and this is where the age comes in. I, I believe the sum comes further down the line when you've had more life experience, which is why if you yeah. think about the reactions, all the commentators, you know, you got Ian Wright and everybody else on the BBC, those people are like, yeah, yeah, I remember when. So they've been there. They've been it's there. in their muscle memory and they can talk 
from observation mm. because they they were there and and I think you know here's me at 55 56 I know what I was like in my 20s and I would have definitely been hot-blooded reactionary shit very emotional which I am yeah. today yeah. but I've learned to temper it because I've got a roadmap of all these experience that give me well I was there before and that's okay yeah. I'm okay to make that mistake but when you're that young you've got your roadmap's nothing so a mistake like a job error or a, an exam result or a football you know goal being missed it's a it's a bloody great highway on our map because we've defined it at that moment as the biggest thing. Yeah. But in fifty years' time, it might be just a tiny little side road. Yeah. Because hopefully by then you've made more errors and mistakes, but dealt with them in <laughs> a certain way and remapped. Remapped. So, but, okay. So based on that, there's one point. There's know, no answer coming out of this conversation, but there is if somebody listens deeply. Absolutely. To what we're saying. I I think this is useful in terms of we spoke about something briefly at the start of the podcast. Just me and you were talking uh, before we switched the record button on. And that was judgment because one thing which ties nicely here mm. is, you know, it was so easy to judge the players in that circumstance, but hopefully one of the messages you've taken away from our 10 minutes of introduction here, uh, 10 minutes of the podcast is, have you been in a situation yourself on your map that Will just described? Have you <laughs> made many. an error? Have you, have you made an error in a high pressure situation? It may not have been scoring a goal for England. These people are the best off the best of the best out there. But was it in your workplace? You know, yeah. did you think you was going to get an A in the exam and you didn't? Is it, you know, was it in business? You had to make a financial decision and it was an error. Did you make it a poor investment? Yeah. You know, that, that all had, of the above. All of the above. All, all, right? I, I've done all of the above. If I go back, rewind you. So I've got my PhD. I'm 25 years-ish of age. I'm super pumped. I go for an interview with the company. I won't say the name of the company. And the guy interviewing me is a former Cambridge graduate. Right? Mm. He's the top of his profession in his area of my field. So you know, I specialize in one area of the field. He specializes in another. Um, and we sit down and it, it immediately, I didn't understand this at the time, although I had quite a feisty character and I'd done a lot of personal development. So I'm, I'm in my mid, mid-20s. I've probably been in front of audiences for about five years by that time. And I'm going for a job interview. Mm. And I'm basically starting as a young, quote, under engineer going in with a PhD. And the first thing he does, so bear in mind, for those of you listening, PhD academically is the highest qualification you can actually get without going to professorship, uh, for example. And to get a professorship, you then have to just publish enough papers, be long enough in the field, and then you have the opportunity. So in terms of the working towards the qualification, you've really got that PhD. So you've got to remember, I've done uh, O-levels. I've been at college, at school, they go to university. Yeah. I've got my A-levels at the time, and then I've got my degree. So he opens up my CV, and he's, so this is the classic case of feeling judged or how you can take an experience from years ago, and it suddenly comes straight. And he goes, I've noticed, um, what are your exam results there? You only got a C in maths. Oh, that's not so good, is it? And he brought <laughs> that up. And I, I just, I looked at him, I said, yeah, I've just, and this was me that that was the kickback in me so here's a classic if you'd asked me that probably five years before i might have gone shit 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 because i was so conscious yes. you know that whole thing about exam results yeah, 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 yeah. everybody's comparing each other and i always remember initially like at university everyone goes oh how'd you get oh what did you get oh, i got an a b or three a's or yeah. that guy's a four a's person and what did you get oh, yeah i got a c in maths or whatever so, yeah. so you yeah. kind of lower your voice yeah. and people go all oh, right well, that's pretty good isn't it um you know your parents are thrilled for you yeah this guy gets a freaking magnifying glass out and 
No, not a PhD, not the award that I won for the institutional environment or the award I'd won for um, presenting my PhD uh, to peers and then out to the institution of civil engineering. None of that. He goes, oh, you got a C. And he was straight away just trying to dig the knife. Yeah. And, and I had a quick response to that initially, which was like, the fuck? So I got angry. And that's a good response for anybody. You either get angry or you kind of shrink down and you back back off. And I got angry, but I didn't say it to him. I just said to him, so yeah, that was a long time ago. I got a PhD mm. and that's what we're discussing, isn't it? And I think the point being that the reaction in me was one of the roadmap before I'd built it up. I yeah. knew how hard I'd worked to get to that point. I knew that I did an extended year on my PhD because we got some extra grant money. My mum fund my mum had no money. So my mum literally had to go out and work extra hours to help me at the start of my PhD. We then managed to get a small grant from the council because I was a single parent child doing a PhD. And that was like three thousand about a year. <laughs> I had to live on three thousand about a year. And um, so when somebody then pressed that button in me, mm. I was like, fuck you. Because I had built up that roadmap, but I was older. Yeah. If I'd been 19, you know, totally different situation. So I think a message here is you have to start to go back and remind yourself of all the great things you've done mm. and what got you to that point. I was prepared to walk out that room and say, you know, I don't want this job. I really did. But I, as a, there was some people in that company I really wanted to work with. Yeah. Uh, and it was just pure. And it, and it continued all the way through. He interviewed me when I left the company, Harms. I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm no, 28 no. years of yeah. age. And I left 20, 29 years of age. I left the company and, and they had to do an exit interview. So this is what, far, four years after being with the company. And he's like, why are you leaving the company? We're streamlining you for directorship. And I said, I don't want to be a director here. I said, I, I've seen the hours you work here. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want to work the hours you're working. So. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? And so I threw it right back at him. So I think I grew in strength. But that was one roadmap. Another quick one for the audience was standing in front of a group of about 5,000 people. And I went up and my slides were messed up. You know, there's something gone wrong with the technicals. And somebody was like, didn't you sort this out before you went up onto stage? And they were pointing it to me. You know, I'm a speaker now. I'm my, what, probably mid-30s or whatever. And uh, th there's two other organizer people. But didn't you sort this out with the technical team? And I'm, I'd given it all. I prepared it all. The issue wasn't mine, but they were pointing it back to yes. me as a speaker. I've got an audience waiting there. And I just had to center myself. And again, I went back to my roadmap and I said, I've done this hundreds of times now. Mm. This is just one technical glitch in the, in the whole moment of my life. I even looked ahead into the future and I thought to myself, how am I going to, and this is a good question for everybody watching. Ask yourself the question, how are you going to feel about this when you're 20 years down the line? If you could sit in a rocking chair and look back at that moment, really how significant is it? And yeah. that, that is one of my resets in any situation when I'm feeling a bit like, Phew, say it to my kids sometimes. It's like, okay, imagine you're older. How would it feel? Good, I spoke to a good friend of mine, Alistair, who we're going to get onto our podcast the other day. And we were laughing about, he goes, I remember when I was learning to speak and I came off stage and I was shitting myself. And I said, right, imagine you're me and you're 10 years older. How would you behave? And he immediately calmed down. Mm. So that's a great way to deal with pressure situations. No matter how young you are, think about the older version of you and having a conversation with that person. What wisdom would that person bring? What roadmap would they bring to the table? That's incredible. Because one of the outcomes I wanted for the younger listeners and parents of children to take away from this episode is once the error and the mistake has occurred, you know, you know as you mentioned it's a fact. there. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. But what, what I don't want to happen is that becomes the anchor point for the rest of your life. Exactly. Every single day, you know, you don't then go for that promotion because you're scared of this thing happening. Yeah, you default back to that. You don't go speak in front of the audience because you're defaulting back to 
that situation that happened. You don't, for these young lads, they imagine they don't ever take another penalty again. Exactly. You know, it's exactly that scenario. And, and if they're not careful, the next time they stand in front of that box and they go to take it. And they're going to miss a game. All they remember yeah. is, you know, 70,000 people, whatever it is, watching, millions watching. So it's change, It's rewiring the experience to make yourself have a greater strength and attitude towards it. And as parents, we can literally screw up our children's belief system by even a breath, the way we breathe in when we look at result, a look on our face, a sense of disappointment and energy. Our kids will hold on to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know this. We're both, we know this. I'm sure you've had at some point to reflect back when maybe on something you did with your parents. Actually, that's a good point. Did you ever have a moment when you felt, shit, my mum or my dad was disappointed? Probably oh, your dad, actually. Yes. Maybe not your mum. Oh, yes. Mum's a bit more forgiving, aren't they? Mums are always <laughs> forgiving. Yeah, of course. I mean... Uh, you're a young try, Asian I'm boy. Trying, I'm trying to think of an exact <laughs> example. Um, mine wasn't. Mine was less to do with the studies, you know, the, the grades, etc. Maybe behavior was it? But it was behavior. <laughs> it was if I did, and I sometimes did some reckless things in school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That expression that stood with me, and it was actually beneficial because you know it's anchored to the right thing, not grades. For my my parents didn't anchor it to grades; they anchored it to behavior. Yeah, right. Um, Hence why, you know... But actually, that would still have the same effect. In a way, course. to some extent, that can be a positive thing in the sense that if your parents kind of give you that look or say something, yeah, then when yeah. you get faced with that situation, you kind of picture them. yeah. And that's a good point because if a parent does it but on exam results, on performance, that's when children... I mean, so here's an example. I was in Singapore six years ago and 150 people there and I was talking about the challenge that children face with pressure. And we talked about in Singapore, they work, work, work. And I was talking about the fact that there's a quite high suicide rates nationally. Because yeah. a lot of parents are saying we want to help our kids. And I mentioned, I just threw this one sentence out. It wasn't even meant, wasn't a big subject. And this lady came up and said, my son attempted suicide drinking Vim, which is like a cleaning agent. Oh, goodness. Um, and the, ex- the teacher had told him he was underperforming because he got 75% in his exams. And he came from home, drank this stuff. They found him on the floor. I've let you down, mum. Teacher said this. <sighs> this kid's like, 14 years of age wow so that's what we don't realize as parents that our children harbor and they magnify and it goes back to are you going to be a gladiator and magnify the positive or are you going to go back and reflect on the negative in that moment in it's, that it's moment. in that moment and that's the key thing yeah you, it doesn't help you in 10 minutes because you it's that how do you deal with it at that moment in time and and who do you have to have around you to support you with that as well oh, for those who are listening today there's almost not one outcome here. There's multiple <laughs> outcomes in the, in the space that we've discussed. We should have done a full long one, shouldn't we? And uh, I wanted to bring this together because one, it's topical. And when big events like what's happened take place, we've got to just extract as many learnings as possible uh, from uh, it. Agreed. Um, because, you know, those are the historical events that we'll all remember. And, you know, rather than anchor back to something which you may not, ha- has taken place in your life, but we know there's these three young lads who missed a penalty, but we can watch them over the next 10 years and they're going to do incredible things. They're going to bounce yeah. back and we want to extract and, that and learning. That, that and, will be and the classic it. movie type thing, yes. you know, dream, struggle, victory. They're going through yeah. a struggle, but at some point in the future, you go, oh, do you remember that time when and, yeah. and they're 10 years older now and, yeah. Yeah, and they're captain of whatever? What was sad, and I think this is the other thing that throws into the mix, is the racism, the bigotry and all yeah. of those comments that came across one spectrum of social media. But I think, again, for anybody who's young listening to this, you've got to segment this. You have to sort of compartmentalize the different emotional reactions you're getting. That's a whole different subject in its own right. Very good point. Somebody using 
you know, somebody's color to attack somebody for what missing a penalty. So if you're ever finding yourself subject to some kind of discrimination, separate that because that's not about you. That's about that person's fucked up attitude towards absolutely, you know, that complete. Whereas the stuff that you got to deal with, if you're a young person, or even if you're an adult listening to this, is actually your internal conversation about who you are, what you believe in, what you're capable of, not to do with your color, age, and all that stuff. So try and filter the two. I think that's important. Otherwise, you put the two in the pot, it becomes a really dangerous casserole. That's extremely important because that takes you down a different road, different map. Because that's a, another valid point that you've made, Rogue, because if that happens and you make the error, the mistake, the you did something bad in a high-pressure situation, regardless of what the field is business bad by definition bad by by your own absolutely i i I say that bad by your own definition but but if something happens an incident incident which you feel isn't what you should have achieved Uh, exactly that and even us discussing here think how careful we have to choose our words and and that's why i'm pausing before some of the words Uh, and we're, we're more than happy to change the word change the language because this is my internal language coming out yeah but it would also it's based on your situation your scenario and and the result that you're trying to get when that happens, the judgment will come and the judgment will come in different areas, exactly. different segments, as you've described, Ro. And one part is going to be, and I'm just reiterating what Ro said here because it's so important. One will come from somebody's judgment, but it's based on their view and their view of the world yeah. and their issues, if we're linking it to what Ro just discussed, crazy, horrendous, unacceptable issues. But then on the other side, you know, it could be valid. Yeah. Uh, in which case, you know, you've got these footballers who are going to talk to their manager, managerial team, coaching team, fellow players, you know, the Ian Wrights of this world and get better. Yeah. But they should not be, and there's no doubt they will be, focusing on the judgments of others based yeah. on the other people's personal experience. Turn and have an audience with private guidance, with coaching yeah. from people that have, are there to support you without judgment, unconditional love, and who have maybe been there and had that experience. Yeah, Lean on that. And yes, it's not going to be easy to absorb it. And as we saw, you know, yes, they were getting some amazing input from their teammates, but there's a time when you process it and then you grow through it. So mm. you ha- it is a little bit like remorse. It is a little bit like a loss. It's, you know, whatever it is, you use the word bad there. And maybe in your perception, if something happens, it could feel bad. So that's the thing. We, we'll give it a language. But once we've got beyond that language, we go, okay, what really is this? I think one of the best things is to reflect back on all the great things about you. Go back and rebuild the belief legs underneath your table and then lean on people that are absolutely supportive and you know will not judge you for who you are, um, but will judge, well, they won't judge you for what you've done, but they they will actually compliment and guide you for who you are. And that's what I really liked about what went on in that incident. But we need more of those around us on a daily basis. And that's the only challenge is if you've only got a small group, a support group around you, and that group is, say, people that have got their own issues, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. going to put their issues on you. <laughs> Absolutely. So choose, your, choose your, your mentors and your coaches carefully, I would say. Absolutely. Right, great. Actually, Ro, you summarized the key outcomes of this podcast Brilliant. at the end there, which is great. We, we did it in just uh, over 20 minutes. We've done it. At, <laughs> to discuss something like that and compress it, that was the plan. And I will put those final comments those kind of steps you can take the kind of actions you can take onto the show notes at cicado.com forward slash podcast and that's myself and rose signing off we'll see you on the next episode hello it's dr Rowe here harms and i would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the cicado show And if you gain just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, 
then please complete an important action for us which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out. We'll see you on the next episode.